Stories can open the door to understanding. Understanding that chosen family is family, as it was for Ruth and Naomi. Understanding that recognizes the importance of a deep, meaningful friendship, like the one between David and Jonathan. Understanding of the importance of relationships, as we see with Jesus and the disciples. Understanding that the parables that Jesus shared can be reread or reinterpreted or newly understood. Welcome, friends, to Stories of Faith, the devotional edition. With me, your host, Denise Pollock, a deacon engaged in specialized ministry within the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Canada. My pronouns are she, her. I come to you from the traditional territory of the Fort Nelson First Nation. The people within this Dene and Cree community have lived and cared for this land as long as the sun has shone, as long as the grass has grown, and as long as the rivers have flowed. And they continue to do so. As a settler on these lands, I endeavor to tread lightly as I work, play, pray, and live. The reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 33 to 46. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders reject has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, 
the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. Recently, I spent some time in an early childhood education classroom. Being amongst children, 18 months to four years of age, I marveled at their energy and physicality. I wondered at their willingness to playfully move their bodies alongside others. I felt mystified by how freely and openly they played with and alongside each other. Mystified. Sometimes you just don't know. You try to make sense of an experience, a situation, maybe even a story, and your brain cannot immediately wrap itself around what is happening. This story from Matthew, at first glance, seems to be another parable that urges us to reflect on the kingdom of heaven. But there are two verses that dispel that interpretation. They are verses 45 and 46, and they are as follows. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. When we read this parable, we may want to interpret it like many other parables, that it is a story about the kingdom of God. But as we dive further into the story, it is confusing, unsettling, and uncomfortable to envision God as an absentee landlord who leaves tenants in charge of a vineyard. It is also unacceptable to consider that the son the landlord sends to get the harvest and is killed is Jesus. How can this story, how can this parable be about the kingdom of God? How can it be about an absent, disconnected God? But the final verses affirm that this interpretation is incorrect. This is a story targeted towards others. It is not meant to shake our faith and understanding in God. For God loves us. We are embedded in a relationship with God. God accompanies us. God nudges and nurtures us. God is available to us and for us. Life and living can have mystery and the unknown. 
as we journey, we can be assured that we do not move through life alone, for God is with us. Even during our uncertain times where we struggle to make sense of the now and the next, we can be assured, we can be reassured that God accompanies us. Amen. Can we pray together? Loving God, the world in which we live is filled with mystery. The mystery of birth, the mystery of traffic flow, the mystery of blinking stars, the mystery of cat videos, the mystery and beauty of science. Thank you for traveling with each of us as we journey through this life of mystery. Amen. And now, a blessing. God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you, and may God look upon you and bring you peace. Amen. You have been listening to Stories of Faith, the devotional edition, with me, Deacon Denise Pollock. Until next time, keep living your story of faith. Mm-hmm.